They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. This is the 2022 WrestleMania review. Myself, X2Fly, my best friend, Alo. Everyone's ready for it. He's back. He's finally back. Ready? What everybody's been talking about, Mr. Sexy, Punta Cana, then now forever. <laughs> He's back from the... Oh, you, you guys thought we were talking about Cody. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Sexy, Joseph Rodermill from C-Kane is back on the pod. I guess I'm kind of like Cody in that sense, but I mean, I'm more, I'm more like, I'm more like, I'm coming at you like Will Smith more likely. I'm slap, <laughs> slapping with some facts. You know what's funny? I, I think, I, I think, I think, jo- I think Joey should have uh, risen up from underneath the kitchen table like Cody for, to, to reveal his uh, return. <laughs> well, it's been a long time since Joey was here. Joey sent Aaron and I a nice text message uh, during the Mania show, and I thought. What better time to bring him back into the fold, get him back here for it's, – it's always a monumental show when we're reviewing Mania. So, Joey, we're throwing the ball to you first. What was, what was your thoughts on the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania most stupendous. show? I, I didn't think it was the most stupendous. It wasn't bad. It definitely kept my attention to some ma- matches. I didn't like the two-night two thing. That kind of broke me up a little bit. Um, those that, Like we were just talking about, those end matches, were, were, I was struggling to stay away for those. But there were some highlights. There was definitely some highlights, and there were some low lights for sure. But overall, first, it was good. Overall, it was a good show. That first hour plus of night one. Night one, I'll say, was the better night of the two. For sure. But also, had a lot more. That first hour plus was, man, was that a tough pill to swallow? There was just some matches I just had very little interest in, and nothing spectacular happened. So it was just like, okay. Night one definitely had the better matches, I think. Um, night two surprised me with some of the matches I thought were going to be junk were actually entertaining, but overall night one was definitely a steal, st- show stealer. Awesome. Aaron, what was your th- thoughts, initial thoughts on uh, Mania? Oh, well, I, I pulled a U on not, some of night one, especially that first hour, because I had no idea what Drew, where Galloway and Happy Corbin happened, and, and I was like, it was, it was the first hour I fast-forwarded. <laughs> So, but um, I did watch the rest of the entirety of night one, and night one was definitely the superior night. But night two, like I was with you for night two, and like when they showed the card, it wasn't, it wasn't like it was like really this is night two, this is what they give you for night two. But we talked about it last week about how like the um the celebrity matches and like Johnny Knoxville will be super entertaining, Pat McAfee will be super entertaining, and they really were. Like those two matches were probably the. Most fun matches on the card for night two. Richie ended up leaving in the middle of the show, and he and he sent us a text message saying, "This is what I was going to stay for." But I thought that night two is definitely really entertaining as well. Uh, Pat McAfee, um, we were talking about the shoes he had on the Jubilee Jordan Elevens. That's that shoe is now deemed the McAfee Jordan Eleven because that's the only iconic moment that shoe will ever have. So we're going to deem the, those the McAfee Elevens. But Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, really fun. Pat McAfee versus Theory was fun. Vince, um, responsible for the two worst stunners ever in wrestling history. And uh, the best part is, I hope it's like he did that on purpose. I really do because I, I think he, I think he, I think he has a sense of humor enough to kind of like make fun of himself at this point. And knows that his the first stunner he ever took was the worst one ever. And this would probably be the, the second to worst ever. Or you could pa- actually make this the first, the worst ever. But I thought night one he was should really. Make fun of- I thought night one was night one was fun. Uh, Cody's return, we talked about it weeks leading up to him returning about how, what what how our reactions would be and how the crowd would take to him. The crowd loved him. Um, I I know I started blushing when I saw him come out, and um, I know you guys were popping because Joey. That's where we got the message from Joey by after the match. So I'm excited to see Cody. We'll see where everything goes with him. We'll talk to, about him in a little bit. But I thought that was probably like the moment of the night. I thought the match of the night in, in the whole weekend of WrestleMania. Weekend. In the match from best match, I think from both nights was probably Bianca and uh, Becky. In my in my opinion, I thought that was a really good match. Um, Edge great, Ro- great match. Uh, it was the women's match of the weekend for sure. I still just think due to Cody and Seth definitely delivered, and it had it had the moment going with it. So I feel like the match 
there's I have no nitpicks about. Oh yeah, I, I'm mean, not going. There was maybe a sloppy spot or so. So I'm, I'm, I'm so me oh, yeah. personally, like I guess I. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to argue with you about that because it was definitely an excellent match. I did love him. Uh, you know better. Stop it! But I, I did love him doing the uh, the whole Stardust pose. I'm not sure if you guys caught. He did the Stardust flip in the whole. Oh uh, yeah. Star- yes. I did. I did pop huge for that. But uh, also the Austin stuff, it made me happy. And I gotta say this, <laughs> I would love a bit of fly on the wall for that meeting when Vince called them because I, I had to see it now. Vince goes like, you know, you know, Steve, I, I need you for WrestleMania. Well, goddamn, Vince, I'll do the goddamn match. Just promote my damn beer. Because I, if that was not a co- match, was not a commercial for his beer. Every chance it got, they showed a, a front shot of the beer. This man was drinking during the match, which was fantastic. And then every time he had the drink, the, the can zoomed right in on, on the Broken Skull Lager. Every the time. The night one commemorative chair had two cans of it featured. Well, Two in the back, there might have been somewhere in the cartoon of the every where time, and then every, and then you always heard about you always heard Corey Graves or um, Byron talking about it, and then when the match was over, there was like a still portrait shot of the the beer in the corner of the ring. It was like My the man biggest had commercial. Been hammered. He yeah. was chucking it. <laughs> it was like the biggest commercial you could think of. So. That that's that that Vince was like so also like God goddamn Vince you gotta promote my my broken skull lager and he did and it was great it was so fun Austin that match lasted longer than I thought it would be I love Owens even talking about how I lied I wanted to have a match and Austin was probably given the go to say whatever he hell he wanted to say because he got a lot of he got a, away with a lot more than I actually thought he actually would but overall I thought it was a, it was a fun weekend. The two-night thing is for me because I cannot sit through eight hours of wrestling. Well, that's the thing. It shouldn't night. be eight hours. They should kind of dwindle it down. I mean, yes, those matches with uh, with um, Jackass Crew is fun. And then the match, the other matches where they throw these guys, gimmick guys in is fun. But you want to see more of the meat and potatoes. You know, kind of the matches you build up for the entire year pay off here. You want to see wrestlers like Finn Balor in there over the Jackass Crew. Of it course. was fun. Fun, sure. fun for... Funds for pay-per-views building up to WrestleMania. WrestleMania should be three to four hours of your best matches. Of course. But so, Joey, your, your thoughts are on two nights. Are you cool with two nights? Because it's, it is eight hours. It's two four-hour four bits. Or would you have rather the main show start at 6 o'clock and this thing run to midnight? Maybe it's more nostalgia. I mean, like, I just look at it like I'm always used to WrestleMania Sundays. WrestleMania Sundays mm-hmm. was, like, the, as big as the Super Bowl for me. Um, for sure. Watching it, building up the whole day. We get there early, start drinking beers at twelve. Talk about all, all the matches we want to see. What we're gonna and, and it leads in, and the whole Sunday is a kind of a feeling. The two day thing is, it kind of gets more watered down. Um, you kind of lose sure. a little bit of luster, from my standpoint. So, because there's a few different ways we can go, and this is gonna kind of go all over the place, different format. It's it's two nights. There's plenty of matches to review. There's plenty of matches we don't care about, so we're not going to really talk about every single match. We give a couple of my thoughts, and then we'll go around in a circle. Everybody give their their rating on the show. Um, obviously, I thought the two nights, I thought it delivered. Obviously, it was better than last year, where we were midway through the pandemic. It was better than two years ago, when there's no crowd. Uh, Austin, one more match. I loved it. For not having a match in 19 years, I thought he did great. Um, I already made it clear. The Cody arrival, return, the match, highlight of the weekend for me, moment of the weekend, match of the weekend. Um, I enjoyed Bianca and Becky. I enjoyed our night too. Roman and Brock, decent match. A little bit of a flat finish, but I'll, I'll take it for what it is. Um, the Jackass crew, again, entertaining. But I do feel like there's too much, a little bit of people praising this or, or what they're rating it, saying, you know, uh, best mania since since 30. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Absolutely still, not. Absolutely not. No. I still have such a such a hard time thinking that, like, 33. Like, I remember, like, when after 33, everyone was like, this is the best mania since 17. So I feel like people are skipping over that. Um, I, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a slobber knocker. And Joey, just to refresh your memory, Aaron, hit him with the rating system. Howard. Okay. I do miss it. Thank you, Howard. Yeah, so um, you gave it a slobber knocker. I'll give it a high slobber knocker because I'm kind of 
Night one, because I, I thought night one, I'll give night one a showstopper and I'll give night two a slobber knocker. Because I thought night one really did deliver, ex- except that first hour. Um, but the whole best mania since 30, absolutely, no, no, it's not. I still hold 33 in regard, and we talk about this, I talk about this all the time, about how nothing kind of like lasts and you forget about a lot of stuff. 33, I, I it's still clear in my mind. I'm not sure how, how you guys view 33, but that's still clear in my mind, and I think it still stands up to the test of time since then, four years later. So I don't put it in that category at all, but I think 33 was definitely better than this. So real quick, before Joey gives his rating, my question, because you were there live, and I do wonder because I, you know, I left Dan's house in the midst of Triple H versus Rollins to go home to finish the show. And I do remember the main. I remember Taker and Roman. But I often wonder, was that show so revered just because of the Hardys? Or does the whole show really live up? Well, so since I was there, also, I haven't rewatched the whole show since. But like I talked about... A lot of times when you go to these events and you see them, they don't you forget about them because there's too much going on. The world moves too fast. Sure. To care. The world too, moves too fast to care. So when it comes to 33, I still have that WrestleMania clear in my mind. Maybe because I was there. Maybe it's a little bit, bit little bit biased. But AJ and Shane, the opener, amazing. Um, you're not going to count this match because it's a pre-show match. But the cruiserweight title with Aries and um, Neville. The 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 hard the hard the hardies returning. Despite what you thought about Brock and Goldberg, Brock and Goldberg was good. You had, <clears throat> you, had you had Triple H and Rollins, excellent match. Um, Orton and Bray Wyatt, forgettable. Nobody ever talks about that again. The Roman versus Taker match was not great, but the whole tagline of that show was the ultimate thrill run. You kind of went through all the emotions that you can go through watching a show, and that's what you went through watching 33. Now, I'm not saying 33 is great as 17, but 33 is still in high regard for me, and it's, I think 33 was better than 38. I, I, I thought months after that, and, and it's funny because you men, mentioned a match that I forgot. I forgot Brock and Goldberg took place. I mean, I remember Jericho and Owens, but I, um, I, I, I definitely think 30, 33 is in top five all the time, if not higher. Mm-hmm. Joey, not talk about 33. Your thoughts, 38, just got off of this weekend. Your rating. Yeah, I wouldn't be that hype about it. I mean, not that it was a bad show. I'd probably go low-end slobber knocker because different things just didn't come together for me. Like, again, they hyped Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar matches, the match of Dendal matches, and it got like 20 minutes compared to a deflated Vince McMahon who probably got about the same amount of time. I mean, I think you got to put a little more behind that match, put a little more weight behind it. Um, things like, I mean, although it was a good match, AJ Edge kind of let me down a little bit in the match. Um, it was a good match, but it wasn't what I wanted. Crowd, crowd was pretty dead for that match. Uh, it, was, it was a little surprising in that. Yeah. And then you have things like, uh, the New Day, the, uh, the remaining New Day, Kofi and, um, Xavier kind of getting their match squashed because they couldn't fit in night one, so they squeezed it in. And that's stuff you can't have happen, I think, in a show like this. It's, it's, it must be something about AJ because AJ kind of, other than the match with Shane, he kind of like a lot of his matches fall flat at WrestleMania. Because Richie even pointed that out, and we were watching Jericho. that Edge match. That match fell flat to me too. I'm not sure how you felt about that match, but I remember coming out that match was like fell a little flat because out of their three matches, I thought their best match was the first one and that was on Raw. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I rewatched it recently, and I just remember, and again with. I think the the issue at 32 is that, well, again, same venue, but I think the, I think I could be wrong, but this past weekend, I think the roof was closed and I think 32, the roof was open. If I'm uh, correct. I'm, I don't remember. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking if it was open, it definitely, you know, killed the crowd sounds even more. Um, so everybody kind of, you know, unanimously gave our different thoughts or mania. What what's next? What are you looking forward to or fancy booking? I want to hear from Joey first because he hasn't been on the show since '96. All right, swig of beer for technology issues. Few difficulties here at the Mad Madness podcast, but we're gonna pitch it back to Joey. Joey, we're all kind of uh, you know we're giving our thoughts on Mania. You're all over the place on kind of your thoughts on. Um, 
how matches were delivered and everything. What are you looking forward to moving forward? Well, I'm looking forward to the Edge faction. Um, I mean, I heard a lot about that going into it, that it was a possible thing. Um, I like the the showmanship of him coming out of the, the bottom of the ring, sitting on that chair. It was kind of like popped, popped to me. And depending on how they kind of really execute it, because I mean, I like Damian Priest. I think they got to add some more pieces to that, but I'm kind of looking forward to that right now. If you could fantasy book, who else would you put with it as an additional piece? <sighs> fantasy book. That's tough. I mean, I know they said Damian Priest is coming. Um, who else were they talking about? That was it. No, nah, there was another. There was two other names I heard. I mean, they said Rhea Ripley as one. I, okay, I you're really right. Like you're right. I didn't really like that. And there was another one I can't really think was of. Was it Champa? Yeah, Champa. Champa would be oh. awesome. I did not hear those rumors. The good, funny Tomas part Ciampa is. would be an awesome fit. During night two, Dan texted me and said how much he, he, he liked that. And then he was saying, he's like, I would love to see Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley with them. And he's a guy that stays far from the sheet, so that's good. I'm figuring, you know, traditional way you set up a faction, throw a tag team together with it. Um, I know we got kind of like that tweener role after the, the triple threat opener or night two. And by the tweener role, I mean Street Profits, who have had this more aggressive edge the past couple of weeks, no pun intended. But they got along, had the salute with the beverages with RK Bro afterwards. I could see them kind of going back to, you know, trying to be a little more aggressive, go with a dark edge, and then end up with Priest and Edge. I think that would make sense. However, new sheet, new rumor I was just reading. Word is they're looking to grab a couple guys from Imperium and bring them up to the main roster. So I could see them stealing Walter's tag team and throwing them with them. Well, they just split, actually. Oh, did the team fall apart? Yeah, or, or, last, or, or night, last night on NXT. No, the team fell apart on uh, NXT last night. Mm. Oh. Walked out on Eichner. Oh. Uh, apparently, two teams I fell apart. What was that? So, uh, apparently, two teams fell apart. Yeah. We got new NXT uh, tag team champions, MSK. I don't know either of their names. Joey, I don't know well, if you've been saying it today. I don't know the if NXT they're going to be tag team champions anymore. Well... Yes, one of them is already, oop, he, he hit the boots, he's gone. I don't know if his, the other half of MSK is keeping the titles and going to be trying to defend the two by himself, get a new partner, or they're going to vacate the titles. Only time will tell. Um, Joey, real quick while we're on the topic, are you are you following NXT on a regular basis? Not as regular as I'd like, but I, I do I do follow, I do keep in touch. I did watch NXT this weekend. I watched the whole kit and caboodle. Um, this weekend with with you know WWE NXT and I did watch a little bit of AEW so kicked it in a high gear this weekend but I don't watch NXT as much as I'd like but I do catch it okay. time to time. While we're on the topic and still discussing what you're watching, what is you know if we got these uh, four weekly programs, we're all SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. Uh, what's your favorite choice? favorite flavor at the moment and what well, do you I'm despise always, the most? I'm always raw. I'm always raw. I guess that's because it was comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. All that I, watch, I do watch AEW and I'll catch Raw is TV. comfortable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's why you got a second one on the way. Yeah. <laughs> that Monday show is comfortable. So, I mean, <laughs> AEW, then maybe some NXT and SmackDown usually falls last just because where it is. Yep. Plus, you know, Friday, as I say, I, I know as a as a drinking man, sometimes it ain't always easy to watch a definitely not Friday easy. night TV show. Definitely not easy. Now, just to bring the listeners and your uh, fellow co-host here tonight up to speed, what, you know, a year ago when NXT was on Wednesdays, what were you watching? I mean, I don't know, maybe your DVR was on and you're watching one or the other, or maybe watching both. What were you watching live, if anything? Were you watching I was a huge fan of NXT back, back a year ago. I was a huge fan of NXT. Then they crossed over to that 2.0 garbage, and it kind of, kind of like, it's like giving me light beer. I don't want that shit. Give you light ah. beer. It's almost like a duels. Yeah, I know. I don't want it. Just keep it. I mean, the wrestlers are good and everything like that, but I felt like it was like, it just didn't feel right. I hear you. I. That's the politest sentiment I can I can give it. What what is your thoughts on the AEW product? It's good, but they again, it's the same thing you kind of see when WCW is just pulling in a bunch of talent. It's a lot of talent, not enough time, not enough development. Okay, 
kind of throw like um, a, lot, a lot of names at the at the table and see what happens. What has been, if anything, a favorite storyline you've seen, if you've been paying attention to Dynamite since uh, its inception with AEW? And have you watched any of their pay-per-views? I've watched a handful of them. I usually watch matches more than the whole pay-per-views. Okay. Because, you know, I'll get specific people I like to follow or a match I want to see, and I'll catch it, and I'll just make sure, you know, I pull it up after the pay-per-view. I don't think I've watched a full AEW pay-per-view since the first one. But, you know, I'll catch I'll catch matches. I'll catch guys I like. I like to see how Daniel Bryan does because he was one of my favorite, like, pure wrestlers. Heck yeah. What do you think got... about him teaming with Moxley? Eh. Could be good. But, I mean, I like, I like more of the singles thing. Are you enjoying John Moxley in AEW? I can't recall if you were anti-Dean Ambrose or not. I wasn't anti-Dean Ambrose. Um... I thought they didn't give him enough in WWE, and then he came over to John Moxley. You, you kind of see what he is full full range, which is good. And you take it, you can take it in like doses, but you can't go too heavy Moxley because he is he is a lot. He's he's like you after a night of drinking. <laughs> yeah, bloody I've, and in a corner, and I, I've always thought of him as just you two a.m. all jacked up. He's just a little bigger because he's on TV. But if he was off TV, you guys are like the same size. He seems bigger, but the camera adds about 10 to 15 pounds. That's all. See? See? I figured it. Y'all got the same haircut, too? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Bela, moving forward from WrestleMania, what storylines are you looking forward to? And I kind of have an idea of where I like to think you're going to go with this, but so I look forward to hearing it. Well, I'm, trying, I'm interested to see what we're going to do with the tag titles surprisingly, because they unified the world titles. You have to assume that the women's and tag titles are next, and from what happened on Raw with the interaction between RK Bro and the Usos, that might be coming up pretty soon. All, all, and all, same with the women's title with uh, Bianca and Charlotte, potentially. And, of course, like I think we're all going to agree on this, and that's with Cody, because I talked about last week about Cody ha- having to have the same presentation, and I didn't think how Vince would let him have Wrestling has more than one royal family in his entrance, but he actually did allow that. Even like the whole him rising up from his entrance, that was still allowed. And it was funny seeing that on Raw. Yeah, it was. I, I yeah. saw the clip of that. Oh, I, I did see that, but I also saw the clip of like him coming out for his dark match with KO and then make making fun of it. But yeah, and then he had that promo on Raw saying he's back to be WWE champion. We have to assume that he's going to be WWE champion within the next year or so. The interesting thing is how do they get there and how do they get the fans to not turn on him because everybody's going to cheer for a return for the first co- well a, a return or a debut initially but it's all about how you go about it and with Cody you have to kind of think that next year Wrestlemania might be his crowning as WWE champion potentially it's just how do you get there Does it, I think the best you, you I, see that actually happening yeah that's the only reason he's coming back he said on his promo on Monday you have to, I know was, yeah exactly that was an amazing promo it was very emotional and I was into it but I'm thinking the whole time can I see Vince McMahon giving him because of believability, a shot against a Roman Reigns oh, or Brock Lesnar, yeah, well, a legitimate the, shot well, this, to take the, the title. The thing is, we don't know who who, who actually faced, but also exactly. the, the thing with Cody is Cody kind of Cody he earned like everything that he's getting now, like the use of his the use of his um. I'm sure, basically, I'm sure since he resigned, I'm sure he has the rights to keep his name whenever he wants. I'm sure he has the rights to his American Nightmare logo because. To my knowledge, I don't think they changed any little thing on it because, like, I don't know if they changed anything. Because I remember with AJ, the logo is there, but you know the difference in AJ's logo. So, so WWE owns a version of that logo, but Cody's logo I haven't seen really change. The fact that they let him use his own, his own entrance music, the same presentation, Cody earned that right for what he did in those five, um, those six years that he was actually gone. So he actually earned some bragging rights and some star power to have to to to, to be presented in this in this way. But it's all about how you get him to win the WWE title. Because no matter what, everybody's going to complain. No matter what. It, I, like, I could see him winning the Royal Rumble in Jan- next year in January. But then everybody's going to be like, oh my God, Cody's going to win. It's so predictable, predict- blah, blah, blah. He, or he can win Money in the Bank. I think Money in the Bank will be the best bet because when he, whenever he does win, it will be a shock factor. So I think getting Cody, Cody to the world title. he look good in a suit every week with the briefcase. Exactly. He looked real <laughs> professional. So I think that might be the best bet because no matter what, he has that briefcase, then 
you don't know when it's going to happen. But the Royal Rumble, you know it's happening at WrestleMania. But I do expect Cody to be in the world title match at WrestleMania next year. I'm not sure he'll be facing Roman Reigns because the rumors are, and I'm, you already know WWE's probably going to go as hard as they can for this, and that's to get Roman versus The Rock for, for next year at WrestleMania. Probably not for the title, but I do think Cody will be in some shape or form in the WWE Championship match next year's, by next year's WrestleMania. It's just about, just about how you get there and don't mess up because these guys will turn on you quickly as well. Do not mess it up on the ride there. Well, they they did switch their plans. It's going to be Roman Reigns versus Vince McMahon next year. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see Vince sell a spear, though. Vince, Vince on a new, sh- uh, a new streak. Speaking of uh, Vince selling real quick before I get into my real thought, I actually, Joey mentioned before we went live or in air, he's actually going to get a complete reenactment. Next time he sees Ron, he's going to give Ron the same stunner. And he's, uh, Ron's going to sell it like Vince. <laughs> He's not going to know the stunner's coming, but I'll get him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But either way, I see – obviously, I'm most looking forward to seeing what the hell is going to go on with Cody. I'm kind of in a complete different thought than Aaron is, and this is where I kind of want to pick your brain, Joey. Um, there is still five hours of weekly main roster programming. There's still SmackDown. There's still Raw. I don't – I mean, I, I meant to argue, dispute this last week with Aaron – but I don't foresee them unifying all these titles. And I don't see there being one definitive world champion for more than two months. Um, I don't see the women's titles unifying because they're still going to have these different shows. I don't see the SmackDown tag, the tag titles or on SmackDown or all. They're, they're still going to be different. Um, also, I, I see Roman or I see Cody's got to win a world title within the year, preferably like he wants the WWE championship, or at least that's how he's calling it. They're calling Roman, undisputed universal champion so I can see him still kind of remaining as universal champion and Cody getting some type of vacant WWE title I think that's going to happen on Raw Um, I'm going to toot my fandom a little too much here for Cody but like who does Cody beat he almost has to win he almost has to win a vacant title unless there's a tournament and somehow he loses and then he challenges that person because if there's only one champion, do we see him beating Roman? Well, that that that's the thing. It's about it's about the ride there because you, you don't. There, there's only gonna be one title. You don't ununify titles, so that's the thing. There's gonna be going, only gonna be one world champion. Now, if it's well, go ahead. They could. What they could do is they could simplify the two into one belt, and then history repeats itself. And on the other show. Well, we don't have a world champion. But, Pump, that, kabam. but that would just be completely stupid, and that would make no sense whatsoever. Because I, I, I basically think this is a. I think it's this WWE. is a. I think yeah, it doesn't I, have to make sense. I think this is a soft end to the brand split. A soft end, like Roman of the world, the undisputed universal champion. He'll be on both shows, and like you'll still kind of get guys from Raw on SmackDown and SmackDown guys on Raw. It, like, years back, before they redid the brand split completely, it was kind of like a soft thing because you still had guys that only wrestled on SmackDown. So, I could potentially super, see that. Super show era. Yeah. For, yeah. So, you could do you could do that. I could see that. I could see that happening. And for tag team titles, you don't need two tag team titles because you don't got no tag teams to begin with. You don't need that. The women, you could unify those as well because... Yeah, because after the top, the top five women, who who else you you see as a serious as a serious contender? Because a lot of stuff for most part is, 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 is filler. Oh lord! But I def, I definitely do think they're going to unify these uh, women's and tag titles. And the whole thing is like I talked about the ride there. Like I don't think anybody's going to believe Cody's going to beat Roman. Because that's also a match that everybody wants to. Because everybody's going to compare the whole head of AEW versus the head of WWE. So that's definitely a match we're going to get. But do I believe he'll beat Roman? No, I don't. But it's all about how you get there. That's why I said money in the bank could be the only feasible feasible reason. Could be Roman, but like we can't see it because that's not how he's going to get booked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I get. Well, Joe, what's your thoughts on all these titles unified? Do you actually see that happening, or do you think they're going to, you know, brand split remains? I kind of see the kind of things the way you see them. I mean, I, I really see, like, they're going to kind of keep these titles divided. I mean, it would be a good idea to do it the way Alo's saying, is kind of unify it, kind of unify the, the brands. 
I mean, we've been on this seesaw, I don't know how many times with WWE, where they split, come back together, unify a title, all of a sudden another title appears. It sounds like my love life. We've been up and down all over the place again. So I think I think they're going to kind of go the way you say, uh, tricky dicky. Tricky they're gonna kinda <laughs> Keep rolling the way they are, and then all of a sudden they're going to have another title. Sounds like me. I keep rolling all of a sudden. I got another. But, yeah. So, with all that being said, again, the Cody Mark's got to come out of me for a moment. Roman. So, Aaron just said, I know that the dream plan WWE has is two nights in Hollywood, night two, main event, Roman Reigns versus Big Cuz. Roman versus The Rock. Would it be beautiful for the title? Probably. But here's the thing. He's going to beat The Rock if it happens. And that's why it doesn't need to have the title. I mean, at this point, it's like we would say about oh, The Rock. Oh, it doesn't need the title it's at like, all. I didn't say it was going to be for the title. We, we, we would say all the time, who who could beat Brock for the title? Who can who can beat him as one of the roster? Well, this guy that just lit the world on fire, made a name for himself, won two world titles elsewhere, is back, and he's probably the only person that probably on the roster should be able to beat him. I mean, I mean Cena just, came back. You can't just count almost with MVP now. I mean, that might happen. <laughs> you know, I, I love this show because we're speaking truthfully about our thoughts on him, but man, is the internet loving that guy. I don't know why. Oof. I mean... I want to hope and pray because MVP. Oof! Thank you for saying it. That's Baylor's big uncle, but either way, that's why he cried. You know, he don't ever stop talking. Uh-huh. But now he's like, man, he talk about uncle. Uh-huh. You know he's like from New York. You can tell a little bit. He was he was ready. You know he he's ready. from New York too. You can tell. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Sheesh! Almost. Well, Bobby Lashley's a full-blown baby face. And if you guys haven't seen the video, Shelton and Cedric uh, posted um, trolling them, uh, it is hilarious. Rest in peace to the Hurt Business. Well, Joey, what other thoughts do you have in the world of wrestling since we haven't seen you again in quite some time? Let's get some more thoughts from you. In the world of wrestling or based off this last uh, WrestleMania? Whatever's fresh in your mind. We all got some mainly our WrestleMania thoughts out. I mean, there's a lot to think about, but it, I mean, I kind of just think back to Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey match. Now we hear there was issues there, Ronda Rousey not selling. We hear issues of Charlotte Flair and uh, Becky. We pretty much know she t- chased Tony Storm out of WWE. So I'm kind of thinking, is is Charlotte Flair too much of a diva? <laughs> I think she's oh, okay. The title's unified. She's going to bring the divas title back. I see what you're doing. I'm here. saying the divas title. I'm saying is she too much of a, a recluse back there? Is she just too big, carrying that Honestly, flair too too heavy. I think Charlotte Flair is more than anyone else in pro wrestling today keeping kayfabe alive i think she's good friends with all these girls behind the scenes and none of us know it i think everyone wants to say bad stuff about Rhonda because she's a celebrity from elsewhere and i think she's doing fine i think all the girls backstage love her and i think she charlotte eats up the hate and i think she loves it um I think Tony Storm didn't want to. I don't. I don't think she left because of Charlotte. I think she saw the writing on the wall that she was going to be booked to shit, and she didn't want to have to wait. I think she would have been maybe tolerable about eating shit every week. She got tired of eating pie every week and said, <laughs> "You know what? I'm a wrestler. I'm it's gonna get out of here and let me." Oh yeah, she. I saw her. I saw her two weekends ago in Philly. She's hot. I need pie with her, and I don't even like dessert. <laughs> Baylo, what's your thoughts? Oh, what Charlotte? Everything. Well, as far as Charlotte, it's it it is what it is. You know, um, 
at a certain point, I stopped. I stopped hating on it. Like I understand the fact that people want different, and Charlotte's been on top of the card for the last six years. But it is what it is, and Charlotte is good at what she does. If she wasn't good at what she does, she still wouldn't be at the top of the card. As far as the Tony Storm thing is, it is what it is. Like Eric said, she was not going to be really anything on the WWE main roster, and she's better off in AEW because she AEW desperately needed her on their roster, but. The Charlotte thing is just it, it is what it is. Like the her versus Ronda, I didn't really have any interest in it. This go this go around at all. The Survivor Series match she had a few years back was way better than this. And if it go, if it, if it continues, it continues. We we'll have to wait and see what happens on SmackDown to see what they're going to end up doing. Always got to be excited about waiting until uh, Saturday morning to recap that Friday episode of SmackDown. Definitely. What more can what more can we ask for? So we got, uh, I guess you know we we got Cody in a dark match. That wasn't that's something we all seem to know. He had a match against Kevin Owens, um, which I thought was a nice tale because Kevin Owens was the guy that reached out to the young bucks and said, "Hey, this guy's leaving here. He's coming to the Indies, and um, you know, treat him good." And we all know what became from that. So I love that you know his. Uh, first match outside of Mania was with Owens, whether it be televised or not. Uh, I do look forward to seeing Cody's first program. Uh, you know, he obviously got the handshake from Seth on Monday. Looking forward to seeing where he's going. Um, outside of that, I mean, I wonder how much longer we're going to get with RK Bro as a tag team. Again, I don't see the tag titles unifying. Um, I, I wonder, I mean, you got to get some type of spice going on there. It is new season of uh, WWE. Uh, we should be running into that. So I'm looking forward to seeing where all this stuff's going. Again, I'm I'm playing my feet. I don't see these titles necessarily being unified. So I didn't think I'd say this last week. I didn't think I'd be saying it two months ago. But I'm actually really looking forward to next Monday and seeing what we got coming. Uh, before we wrap up the show, any other thoughts? Not a ton of thoughts. I mean, like I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to wrestling right now. I'm, I'm looking forward. I was looking forward to Monday. I'm looking forward to Friday. I'm looking forward to what's going to come after that. That, um, it's good stuff. Uh, the only other kind of thought I have is just getting some love for Bianca Belair. Come on. Arguably the match of the weekend. Great match. Beat Becky again. Again, the title. And I don't think she was getting a lot of love on Monday. I feel like she was getting a little more heat. Yeah, um, for sure. Definitely definitely a great match. And, it, you know, uh, there was a lot of stuff I've read. And it's, it's um, one of those, you know, she's – I almost I, – I it's like Aaron always said. Everything moves so quickly. Like, Sasha and her main evented WrestleMania last year. But, like, I almost want to go back and, like, relive that because a certain – certain bald man in this show once compared Sasha Banks to Shawn Michaels. And <laughs> S- Sasha, yes, a tremendous in-ring talent. But whoever would have known we'd be now talking about a, the likes of Bianca Belair. Like we, did, we didn't know we'd be getting this. And what she does, really those last couple, last couple plays and moves uh, with her in that match, it's like, man, she really moves flawless. And that strength is, is bar none. Especially for a woman, and it's, it's not to be met in any type of sexist way, but for what she can do and flawlessly, it, it is definitely something I, I agree with what you said. You know, uh, I know myself, I need to probably show her a little more love in the show. Uh, definitely, definitely look forward to seeing what she'll even be doing next. How about the 450 off the second rope? Mm. Oh my <laughs> God, the use of it. I love commentary, did a good job of putting over, like, but like they, they kept mentioning that it was a second rope, but it's like, how often do you see, like, I always appreciate the use of the first and second row in offense, uh, first and second rope in an offensive move because it's just it's just not common. We just don't do it. But not then common like, it's actually harder. Yeah, she's like, hey, look, I'm gonna like go up on this little step ladder. I ain't gonna go up to the roof, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move unbelievably, and it's not gonna make any sense. Um, that was one of the few moments that I was like, hold on, what did I just say? Let me, let me grab this remote and rewind that real quick. Yeah, so. Bianca Bella, she'll, she'll always get love. Also, two quick things, a couple few few quick things. I do want to watch Stand and Deliver because I heard that ladder match was insane. I haven't watched. I it did yet. hear that. I, I do still need to watch that. And and when Joey talked about NXT 2.0 a, a little bit earlier and how he didn't really like it, 
Um, you can take it how you want it, but the way they're handling it, I think, is the best. Because how long have we talked about how it talked about how Raw and SmackDown should implement NXT into the show? But now they're actually doing it, and it actually works because you like you'll see right, like for example, the Mysterios were in NXT a couple weeks ago. You saw Ziggler and Rude that in NXT. Ziggler shocked the world, won the NXT title um, a month ago, month or so ago, and lost it on Raw Monday night. And you're actually getting trickles of each show on each each brand on each show, and it actually puts eyes on the other show. And you get these new guys that you're trying to get over over already because you're introducing them to the audience before they actually get called up. So take it if you like the people, you like the people. If you don't, you don't. But for implementing like your your star tomorrow, that's how you actually do do it. So I give them credit for that because I do think it's really done well. And I do yeah, want to go ahead. I think they were doing that in the previous brand too with the black and gold. Not I just, the not really. The rainbow fruity like color. And it just felt more campy. It felt more... There was light to it. I get it. They want to make it brighter and more crisp. But, like, it just felt useless to me. It does look strange. I'll give you that. But, like, I remember when AJ first went down. Everybody was like, what the hell is AJ doing in NXT? But they continued the whole thing going with other guys from the big shows. Sending them down. Miz was there a couple weeks ago with Rude and Ziggler. The The Mysterios were there. And you're seeing different guys on the show kind of starting feuds to get these guys over to the next audience whenever they do go over. And also, they're getting views on NXT. Excuse me. Views for NXT as well because you got these guys coming back down. So, if you, like, that's, like, especially with Triple H being kind of booted out and it kind of be like a Vince and Bruce Pritchard thing and they're trying to get these new guys ready for the big show. If these are your guys, then they're doing it the right way. Yeah, quick little, quick little like, question. Good. Quick little question, question to play devil's advocate because Joey, I've been for months. Yeah, you know, I I don't know what's really going on in, in NXT. Um, been a long time fan of Dolph Ziggler, but like I feel like it's almost too little, too late. Him going down there and being the guy to revive it. He wins the title and then he goes to his show. He goes home to Raw and he drops the title there. I almost feel like this implementing. They, it's too late in a way. Now, I agree. I do love the idea of what Aaron's saying, like sending AJ down there. And AJ's got a storyline, but that storyline gets intertwined between Raw. Send the Mysterios down there, and it gets intertwined. Here's the thing, though. It should be helping these guys. Now, Joey, I want to I want to ask you first, honest answer, and then, you know, Aaron, Aaron may know. Aaron's an encyclopedia of names and has got a great memory. I remember hearing the Mysterios were going to go down there. They, did they have a match on NXT? I don't, I think Dom did. I think Dom fought okay. Santos. Perfect. Okay, so that probably half answers it. Um, Joey, do you know who AJ had the feud with? AJ. AJ Styles went to NXT for a couple weeks, and then the guy also was running in a Raw. Do you remember the name of the guy he had the, the feud with? I know who he had the feud with. I can't think of the name offhand, but yes, I know who he had the feud with. That's how successful the feud was. But it, I don't no, know his name either. Well, we're, we're not going. Everything isn't going to be a success on the TV show, but it's not about getting the WWE guys over. It's about getting the NXT guys the exposure. Exactly. So, so, exactly. so Dolph Ziggler. The, the exposure was so, the exposure was so good that I can't remember who he is. You, you fast forward. <laughs> yeah, you fast guy. forward every week, so it's hard to do that. AJ Styles segment. AJ Styles segment with a guy running in. That's 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 that's, that's pause. Rewind thirty seconds. Play. Okay. I like the wrestlers. I don't completely hate the brand. Here would be my question. Here would be my thought. And this was like I think the peak of it is there was a point when they had you know feud. It's Raw versus SmackDown versus the NXT brand, and you really believed. That was a good feud. If you did that now, would you believe oh, in the NXT? No, it, it wouldn't even work. It having wouldn't, a chance, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. And plus, that whole NXT in- integration at Survivor Series that was just to try to boost ratings against Dynamite. That's all that. That's all that was for. But, and I love that. That was good. Stuff. Oh yeah, it, it, it was good stuff because they had all the guys that we actually wanted to see 
on Raw and SmackDown for the first for Raw and SmackDown. We saw him on TV for the first time. But like I said, the whole Von Wagner, AJ Styles thing, was it a success? If we, do you remember Von Wagner's name? Who knows? But as far as like trying, because you have to try to implement these people. You're not just going to have them on the roster and be like, okay, we're just going to keep you here. You have to at least try. So Braun Breaker's been the guy that's been on the roster for the last couple um, going back and forth between Raw and SmackDown, I mean, Raw for the last couple of weeks. And he actually regained the NXT title. And do I think it was a success? I think it was a success because Braun Breaker is probably the guy that the, that they're the highest on at this point. It's not going to be every Did single body. Can you naming these guys? What was that? Oh, he needs to be, he needs to be Braun Steiner. He needs to be Braun or Bronson Steiner. But he was the guy they focused on the last few weeks. And. He won the NXT title on, on, on Raw Monday night. He regained it. So, and he's, you already know he's the guy that they have, like, the hot, the hot, like, he's on their hot, he's high on their list. So, it's not going to work, it's not going to be a success for everybody, but if you're trying to build stars of tomorrow and get them ready for the big show, that's how you do it. Everybody's not going to be a success. Like, what's the point in renaming Walter or Pete Dunn or, like, you know who they were. You followed them. It's the point. Don't know, yeah, but I got, the, I got really good bad jokes that cannot yeah. say on the air. Don't know, wow, but don't, don't know, but I do want to watch Stand Deliver. I heard it was a great show. I um I, I heard that even though some people love their black and gold NXT, the in ring product doesn't fall off from this show. At no, all. it was it was a good show. It was a really good show. I mean, there was a uh, kind of gruesome ladder injury. <laughs> I uh, I think I saw that injury and. WrestleMania as well. I mean, but was that the AJ Styles? And delivery was good. Yeah, AJ What's Styles up? feud, dude. Was, that was the, the guy that got hurt in the ladder match. Is that the guy from the AJ Styles feud? Was that Wagner or was yeah. that um Sequoia? It was Wagner. Okay, it was Wagner. Okay, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And a couple things you just talked about, Charlotte. I've been watching on Lecoq the WWE Evil series. Baylor, really- quick pause before you run with Evil. My uh, one last tidbit I want to throw in about the NXT before we leave that. My thought on integrating one of the best things, but unfortunately it was an injury, in my opinion, what killed it, was when Tommaso Ciampa was NXT champion and Johnny Gargano was NXT North American champion, and they were going in there as a reboot DIY. That was challenging, stupid. Challenging <laughs> tag team. You, you, what was wrong with that? You can't. They were going to win the tag titles if they didn't get hurt. Did they get hurt though? Johnny Gargano got hurt. He had forfeit the title, and then he had to go get surgery. As North American champion? Oh, I'm sorry, not Gargano. Uh, Champa. Champa got hurt. This is when Champa got. Uh, no, I'm hurt trying to remember because because that didn't last long at all. Because 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 of the injury. I, I'm, I'm, it was like two, maybe three weeks tops, and then it was. An I, I, I don't recall, but like I know, I remember that time. Like it was awkward because they got no reaction. And everybody knows, like, do you guys are just killing each other on TV for weeks, and now you're a tag team all of a sudden on Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, well, it was also just like when Johnny just turned heel. Yeah, and I, that was a little strange too. No, no, hold on, no, he was still a face because he dropped the title to Dream. He was still a face, I think. Or did he beat? No, hold on, Dream won. Dream beat Roddy. I'm trying to think who John, who John, who Johnny lost the title to. I can't remember, but that that was a strange time <laughs> for that couple weeks that they were up on the main roster. That was real strange to me. Beginning of All 2019. All of a sudden, this has a homework assignment for myself. I'll try to get some regroup on this next week. We'll we'll have a we'll we'll recap this. Yeah, but I, I want to talk about the WWE Evil series. I want to watch Charlotte has an episode. I want to watch that because it's it's great to see like like Charlotte. Uh, reason like Charlotte's backstory but why she's kind of hated but I did watch the Sasha Banks episode that it is it is what it is if you want heard Sasha Banks story once you heard it all the Hogan episode I've I've watched that and I've also watched the Randy Orton one that's the best one I've seen so far because you're in the series look good yeah there there are the series series is real good I don't think there's an episode that doesn't hit I'm trying to remember yeah I guess Hogan opens the series um Roman I heard Romans was the best. That's what I heard. Roman, I heard Romans was the best. The one I want to see I is Stephanie. They, they serve it like a perfect meal. Stephanie's is really good. Stephanie's you could even watch with the family. Um, they serve it perfectly because it starts real hot because you get Hogan. I think it's a seven-part series. 
and it ends with Roman, and Roman's is the best episode. Okay, undeniable. Okay, because Charlotte, but Stephanie's is one I really want to see because you don't hear a lot about her. But a lot of these ones that you, like, a lot of the ones that they have, excuse me, if you heard the story once, you probably heard. You probably yeah. don't need to watch it. But the Roman one I've heard I, was the best. Roman's is so new and so yes. actively right now that. It's a series. It's worth watching them all and watch Roman at the end because it really it puts the perfect, you know, perfect explanation point on the series where it ends and it's like, wow, I just finished. I just watched the best episode. It's like it's like watching The Office and you get to watch The Office and you're like, man, season three was really good, but I just got done nine seasons. Works. Uh, I'm trying to find that for you, actually. Hold on one second. About that North American title. I'm curious now. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, I was right. Gargano dro- Gargano won it for a Roman weekend in 2019. And he lost at the Velveteen Dream four days later on NXT TV. Did he hold that thing three times? Velveteen Dream or Gargano? No, Gar- Gargano, Gargano, I believe it was three. There's two names, Gargano and Velveteen Dream. What happens there? VD somewhere. Well, Gargano's just sitting around well, with his Apparently with his VD's son. making a pitch to come back because everything was kind of cleared. Yeah. That, but... that, that pitch is not going to be accepted, and Gargano is going to be a Ring of Honor world champion by the end of the year. <laughs> Ring of Honor? Is that, where, is that where you're going? I'll hold you to that. And then, and then also you watch... You always want to hold me. <laughs> Oh Lord! And then I also watched the Broken Skull sessions with Lita, and Lita. I thought that was a really good episode because she, like, wa- you look. Go ahead. That one's been out a little while. I'm waiting for this one with Bully Ray to get posted. That's st- that still didn't come out yet. No. Oh bro, I thought I thought I missed it by now. But yeah, the Lita episode was good. It's good to hear Lita, um, an updated version of Lita because um she even talked about how the Saudi match they asked her to do it right after the Rumble. And I remember we watched we were at the 2018 Rumble with the first Women's Royal Rumble. She was she only got one day notice because I remember specifically prep was talking about how awful she looked. It is because of that she only she knew about it the day before. So, um, and then she talked about um, the, the nerve of us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. looking at each other the, the gall. Looks like crap. The gall. I think good considering how old she is. I mean, I well, what, well, well, one day notice like she even talked about how she was just gassed the entire time. But um. Your body all, is- Respond the older you get. I I, I can test that. <laughs> you know, and um, she also talked about the whole, of course, the Matt stuff turning turning heel and what she what she was doing after she after she finally retired. And a uh, good episode of Broken Skull Sessions. But um, that's that's that was what I watched in my spare time. And I thought it was really good. Well, Joey, before I officially send this all home, anything new you've been watching that you wanna you wanna share with us? Nothing I can really put on on the table right now. No. That's what I'm talking about. Nothing's probably appropriate for the year anyway. Well, with that being <laughs> said, we got the return of Mr. Sexy Punakan, and then now forever. Living the sexy life. Together with the best friends, Balo, Aaron Lloyd, myself, Eric Trimbicki, Egg Two Fly. This has been the Mad Madness Wrestling Podcast. Re- recapping WrestleMania, Cody's return, Joey's return, the North American NXT title, where it's been, where it's not going. That's the show. We'll see you next week. Are right, you guys a beer? Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the missing man. It ain't safe to land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.